There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the As we see in Psalm 51, 16 and 17, it says, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I'd give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. God is not looking for religious duties here. He's not looking for uh, us to become a religious person in seeking him. But it says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You know, it's not enough just to have a broken spirit and a broken heart. God wants us to understand what we really are in his eyes and why his son had to go to that cross and why we are, are guilty and why we are under condemnation of the law. And that brings the contrition to know that we're rebels against the holy God. That brings a godly sorrow into our lives and helps us to come to that place of repentance where we change our mind and our ways and turn from our ways and turn to God ways to salvation. You know, many try to come to God with a broken heart and a broken spirit for what they've done in this life or what was done against them or things in general that they have done wrong. But God saves those that are of a contrite spirit. Contrition is a brokenness for what we have done against the holy God. What we have done against uh, God, for one, we're lawbreakers against his holy laws, his Ten Commandments. Exodus 20 tells us what those Ten Commandments are. You ever lied? Then you've broken God's holy law, and therefore you are guilty of breaking them, and your sentence is in eternity in hell under the condemnation. Uh, James 2.10 says that if you offend in one point, you're guilty of all. What makes us lawbreakers against God and his laws? We have what they call sin nature. If you have children or have seen people with children, do you have to teach them how to do the right thing or do you have to teach them how to do the wrong thing? Well, we have to teach children how to do the right thing because naturally we're born how to do the wrong things. The Bible says in Psalm 58, 3, that the wicked are estranged from the womb. Why? They go astray as soon as they are born speaking lies. Uh, that's a Bible telling us that we have a sin nature inside of us that naturally makes us go away from God and go away from the things of God and turn towards sin. This is the sin nature that we're all born with and naturally it goes against God and his laws and the things that are right. Where did it come from? Well, let's take a look. Romans chapter five. Look at Romans chapter five. Romans chapter 5, and we'll break this down here. Romans chapter 5, and we'll be in verse 8 through 21. It says, but God commendeth. God took notice of us as lost people. He commendeth. He, 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 he says, here's my love toward you. 
But God commended his love toward us in that while we're yet sinners, the lawbreakers, that, that sin nature, the sin is what we are. It says Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if, while we're his enemies, we are reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement. We see here that salvation is a work of Jesus. He came and lived a perfect sinless life. He became the perfect sacrifice for us and paid the sin debt that we owed and could not pay. And Jesus fulfilled all the laws. He became us, died in our place on the cross. His soul went to hell to be a burnt offering for our sins, raised again on the third day for our justification, not because of our justification, as other Bibles say, but for our justification. Uh, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin and makes us right with God. I look at verse 12 of Romans chapter 5 and it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. This is speaking of Adam in Genesis 3 when him and Eve disobeyed God, uh, when, uh, when he told them not to eat of the fruit. This is where the sin nature comes from and the sins that we commit. And because of this sin nature, it's been given to all of us. Every man, woman, and child ever born or that was born or that will be born has this sin nature and needs Jesus Christ to reconcile this thing. Verse 13 says, for unto the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. People are not born knowing that they're lawbreakers against the holy God. Uh, we know that we break man's laws because we end up with tickets or end up in jail or end up in prison or even dead. But a man through the King James Bible is what shows us that we're lawbreakers against the holy God and his laws. It takes the word of God and the preaching of the word of God to bring a person to this point. This woman here at the ish, uh, at the uh, with the uh, at the uh, at the well with Jesus Christ did not understand that until Jesus Christ started dealing with her through the laws of God. And when He started dealing with her through the laws of God, she understood that. Romans chapter five, as we continue on to verse fourteen, says, "Nevertheless, death." That spiritual death, which is a separation from God and eventually a uh, physical death. He reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him who was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Saving faith and salvation through Jesus Christ is the free gift. Galatians 3.22 says, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by the faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God by the gift of grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abound unto many. So because of Adam's sin, we are all born with the sin nature, and we're all condemned to death. But because of the love and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, and his finished work, all 
can now be saved. All glory to God for what he's done and his mercy and his goodness to look down upon us as sinners, as those who cannot reconcile themselves to God, who could not follow the laws, who could not live religion, that he would give himself for people like us. Let's continue on in Romans chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, and not as it was by one man that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by one offense of one judgment came unto all men to condemnation, is even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall be many made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life, by Jesus Christ our Lord. When a person has been brought to godly sorrow, to be contrite, it draws them to draw nigh unto God. As Paul says, you sorrowed after a godly sort. And look what happens when you a person repents and gets to that godly sorrow in their life. It says, what carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of yourselves. Yea, what indignation. Yea, what Fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. Uh, it changed their life when they understood what they are, when they became underneath that godly sorrow and understood they turned from their ways and turned to the things of God and it changed their life. The problem is, is many are trying to come to Jesus with worldly sorrow. They're trying to come to him their way on their terms, which worketh death, both spiritual and eventually physical. A worldly sorrow brings a temporary desire to change and to seek God. But it's short-lived because the person is only bothered by what they have done or what was done to them. Just admitting you're a sinner won't save you. People are too blind to realize that it's what they've done against the holy God which brings godly sorrow, contrition, repentance to salvation, and a changed life. God is always doing his part. The problem is people don't want to see it. It's painful. But they don't understand it's through this pain they will see the love of God. Death on the cross was the most painful deaths to die. Yet Jesus chose this so that we could be saved and so that we can live not only an abundant life here on earth, but in eternity. John 3, 16, uh, uh, verse 16 through 21, for says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And he that believeth on him shall not be condemned. Why? Because he fulfilled the law. He's that sacrifice. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I says, but he that believeth 
is 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 condemned already. Why? Because he hath believed not, not in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light, that Jesus Christ is come into the world, and men love darkness. They love their sin rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth light, neither cometh to the light, lest, there's the hope, my friend, lest, lest they see, lest they can understand, lest they can see the spiritual things that says, lest his deeds should be reproved. That means the word of God, the preaching of the word of God, understanding what they are. It says, but he that doeth truth cometh to light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Romans 2, 4 says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, Not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. It's the goodness of God to take the time to send a man our way, to send us a Bible, that, that he would tell us about the things of Jesus Christ, that he would teach us the things of the laws of God, that we would come under this condemnation, that we would understand where we are, understand what we are in God's eyes. It's his love for us that helps us to want to repent and turn to him because he so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that we might live. Ephesians 2, 1 through 7 says, and you hath he quickened, that means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince and the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation, that means our lifestyle in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Here it is, but God, but God who is rich in his mercy for his great love, whereth he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us. He made us alive together with Christ by grace, Ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come might show the exceeding riches of his grace and in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. John, 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 says, In this was manifest the love of God toward us. You get that? Toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live. God sent his son to die our death, to be our condemnation, that his soul might go to hell and be that burnt offering, that we, that we might live through him. Here in his love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, he, he is the place that we bring our sacrifice. You know, in the Old Testament, they brought the sacrifice to the altar to be burnt, that those sins might be covered. Today, Jesus Christ is that place that we bring our sins to, that those sins may be forgiven. They're not just covered. They're forgiven, and he chooses to forget about them. You always hear the term, change our thinking, and it will change our lives. This is what they all say. But as you will soon see, our thinking will not change so easy. Why? Because we have the same heart. 
There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.